This episode is brought to you by our partnership with Suncoast Credit Union. With my classrooms, I don't have rules. Um, I have expectations. Right. Rules are made to be broken and expectations are made to be met. Okay, all and right. And so you raise the standard for what you yeah. want. And uh, that's, I, I don't talk about it. Well, you broke a rule. No, mm -hmm. you haven't met my expectation. And the kids respond to that positively and the parents respond. So you contact a parent and go, hey, um, Johnny is not meeting my expectations today. He won't stay in his seat. He won't be quiet. He's talking over me. He's bothering the other kids. Those are all things that are expectations, not rules. And the parent is quick to go, oh no, oh, oh they'll do it tomorrow. Right. Don't worry. No, right. Thank you, Mr. Croon, for letting me know. Welcome to another episode of the Ignite Project Podcast. We're so excited that you got an opportunity to join us, whether it's for the first time or you're coming back and listening to us again. We're glad that you can make it and be here with us. So today we have a very special guest. I always say special because really, he is special. Um, so he has worked with our department prior to that and leading from the classroom. Eric Kroon, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate um, it. Just a little bit of back background for those who are listening. 16 years of experience, so you are not the new kid on the block. Not so anymore. sorry. <laughs> um, you are an aerospace teacher at Sleepy yes. Hill Middle, yes. which is really unique because we haven't had an opportunity to share a lot about that. So I'd love to hear, or our listeners, if they could hear some of your background with that. So we have a aerospace high school, Central Florida Aerospace Academy, yeah. and I'm a feeder school for uh, that. So I take sixth, seventh, eighth grade and teach them just a little bit about aerospace, get them interested, yeah. uh, cool field trips. We just went to Sun and Fun, took 117 I, uh, kids to Sun and Fun. It's a great field trip. <laughs> it was a great field trip. So we just introduce flight, introduce all the different kinds of careers they can have, expose them to as much stuff as we can, yeah. um, and then get them interested in the CFA. Awesome. So with that, I wish we're going to spend, we're not going to spend a whole hour talking about aerospace, but I'm sure you can because that's could. an interest of yours. But with that, we want to kind of focus on today about what it's like to communicate with families as a teacher, um, as well as engaging with families with that communication process. Um, being a previous teacher, I know that it can't always be easy communicating with families, no. but I come from an elementary side. So we have, you know, at most I had 25 students that I had to reach out and contact parents with right. you have a lot more you have middle school i have 138 this year <laughs> that's a lot so you really can't spend time especially making brief phone calls and whether they're positive or addressing things exactly. that's a lot of time consumption right. so focusing on um talking about how to communicate with families in a traditional sense it really is this concept of if a student misbehaves we pick up the phone or at least try to and call the parent and say hey this is the situation help me out right. but we want to kind of shatter those four walls in that traditional sense so I'd like to hear your importance or your why you value um, communicating with parents so much and how it's really crucial in developing relationships um, I actually love to talk to parents. Um, it not just about their kids' yeah. poor behavior in <laughs> class. Um, it really takes a, a turn on the other side. So 
I also spent four years as a dean. Okay. And so so and that really has probably helped you with kind of... Yes, trying to focus where yeah. I'm going to talk to them about. Yeah. So with students, or with parents actually, they don't pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, they see Polk County Schools, or they see the school name, Sleepy Hill Middle, mm -hmm. and they're like, nope, not picking that up. Or they blocked it. Yeah. And so I use Google Voice. Okay. Um, that is my favorite platform to use. It allows me not only yeah. to discuss with parents and talk to them, but record my conversations. Okay. So the parent can't go back to my principal and say, well, he said this. No, 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 I did not say this. And this is the context of what we've we've talked about. Yeah. Um, I start off the year. It takes me about two weeks. Mm -hmm. but I start off the year and I contact every single one of my my parents. That's amazing. Um, about 10 to 15 kids a day, okay. um, but it's worth the effort. Um, yeah. You start, you, you just say, hey, I'm Mr. Kroon. I'm your kid's aerospace teacher. <laughs> and this is how I'm going to be communicating with you all year long. Right. And then you also set boundaries. The so boundaries is super important to set and say, hey, this is, I'm only going to be uh, talking to you through this right. from about eight o'clock to about five o'clock. Okay. And so the parent knows that if they contact me after five, I'm not going to see it. Mm -hmm. It's on my school computer and I'm not going to see it until I get to school the next morning at 830. Right. Um, so that's a really great thing because you have to have those boundaries. You don't right. want to be answering a telephone call at 10 p.m. Oh my gosh. And you know, <laughs> when everyone's exhausted right. or And overworked. what's so important about that is that the parents are working mm -hmm. so much. So they like we have nurses who can't take their phones, right? Um, and so they don't they're not picking up the phone. They're not even seeing it. So they get on break. It's ten o'clock. They're working the second yeah. and third shift. It's ten o'clock. Oh, I got I got a one for Mr. Croon. Well, let me text back, and I'm not going to receive that until the next morning. Yeah. But when you set that perimeter up first, mm -hmm. um, then they definitely usually respect that. I like that too because it opens up the door for transparency, mm -hmm. and so it's more likely they're going to understand because you initially explained that to them as that right. expectation. I also love the Google <clears throat> Google mail phone number as far as like the fact that it records it, but we don't necessarily want to use that as a weapon or right. like a defense mechanism. Um, and so I know as a previous teacher with my perception why possibly parents don't necessarily pick up, but I'm interested to hear from you. Why do you think there's such hesitancy of picking up a phone when it has that PCPS um, usually the kid's in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, when I was uh, dean, I had all kinds of parents go, nope, not doing it. Yeah. Uh, even one time where I went to Walmart and went to the layaway section and called from layaway, and the parent picked up. But I'm like, hey, this is Mr. Kroon, dean <laughs> students. We need you at the school. And uh, so they're like, oh, crap, I picked up from Walmart. <laughs> uh, so those are the things that, you know, they just don't want to pick up. And we've tried every number to reach you, and right. no one's contacting you. And the next step in the discipline world would be sending a, an officer out to the house to right. check on, is this the right phone number? Is this the right, right. address? So um, with that, and as a teacher, mm -hmm. um, I've loved being able to say, hey, this is, this is Mr. Krim, and I don't have to worry about um, my principal going, did you call the parent? Have you <laughs> right. done this? So I've written five referrals mm -hmm. all year, and I have some teachers who have written 35, 40, 35, 40. Right. Um, and they always go, why do you not write referrals? I don't need to. Right. Uh, my, my kids know that as soon as they mess up, it's a, it's a parent phone call yeah. or a parent text. 
I, I think it really changes the tone and trying to reestablish this traditional sense and starting off strong in the beginning. Wendell Watson, um, the school that I really loved and worked at for 10 years, it was a precedent and an expectation that all teachers made a positive phone call mm -hmm. to every family the first within the first two weeks. So right. I love that you picked that time frame and you even accomplished that with how many students that you have compared to what I have. And I remember just building relationships that way. And just, I may not know a lot about that, but student, but I've observed at least one thing that right. I could say that I really have connected with and kind of also ask questions. Do you have any questions so far about the homework or have any questions about policies or expectations? Just kind of readapting that initial fear for that parents may have of why is this being called or here we go again. We go so again. it's it's almost this level of not PTSD, but like this embedded trauma that's right. happening of the only reason why they call is because right. I'm a bad parent, my student's in trouble, here we go again, it's a repeated process. And so to counteract that is so crucial. In the first month, I actually send a second text home and okay. ask the parent, hey, is there something I need to know about your student? What would you like me to know? Right. Um, and that works beautifully with the parent because yeah. they're like, oh. And so they can tell me, hey, my yeah. kid is this or my kid does this, my kid's lazy, my kid's overactive. Right. I have ADD, uh, Asperger's. Um, yeah. On whatever the, spectrum, the case may be. Whatever yeah. the case may be. And you can kind of understand and know um, what you're getting into. And in I, I love the consistency. It opens up this familiarity of a safe place for them to open that communication with you right. and that you're taking it a step further. I would like you as a stakeholder to provide some of this information for me um, because I'm invested. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's such a relaxing way to show them, here are my boundaries and expectations, but I'm, I'm buying in. I want you there too. I need you there. Right, and so another thing um, with a large list, like mm -hmm. 138, so I go start from the top of my yeah. first period, work my way all the way to the end, yeah. and then I start over and go back to okay. the very first kid. So how long does that second stream of things take place? Two to three weeks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And it will, it will probably stretch into four weeks in between, but yeah. the parents are always getting text messages. And then you get into a situation where you are in a parent conference and they're like, well, we heard, we've heard from Mr. Kroon all year long. What about the rest of you? Right. And then, you know, and that's where the other the other teachers are kind of looking at you like, <laughs> oh, no. oh, man, I haven't, I haven't contacted. So, yeah. um, but I, and that's not to throw them under the table. No. But I think that really helps with student relationships. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, when you even in elementary school, you're you're co-teaching with someone or they're in another classroom like specials and you, you hear this feedback, but you're just like, I I'm building that relationship currently, and this right. has really helped with minimizing and addressing misbehavior. Right, and you, and oftentimes in the classroom, do I need to text mom? And, <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 yeah. please don't. And you can use it for- Because they know it's legitimate, it's so real. Right, and they can, you can also use it for a, a good positive thing. The yeah. kid comes in, he's, not, he's looking kind of sad or yeah. upset. He had a bad day in another classroom, and mm -hmm. so you know, okay, if you can be quiet the entire day <laughs> and not talk and do your work, I'll text home and tell your mom how yeah. you did. And that's yeah. a, a good positive, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Celebrations, anything that you notice, exactly. it's a quick, easy thing. And I think that's a really good thing to do as well as focus on the ratio of how often you communicate and right. what you're communicating about and just tracking that because naturally it is tendency for us to say, oh, if in a perfect setting, we won't ever have to contact the parents because right. they're doing everything they're told. Exactly. But in the same essence of how does that kid feel when you're not also investing and celebrating right. and, you know, th that to me is a little bit of a, a disconnect. It is. That we're missing out on. Absolutely. 
So it was a lot of fun to talk to the parents and, and always be there for them. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes they're having a hard time at home. Mm. Um, the kids are going through something. And, you know, another thing that I do um, with, the, with my classroom is yeah. I don't have rules. Um, I have expectations. Right. Rules are made to be broken and expectations are made to be met. Okay, all and right. And so you raise the standard for what you yeah. want. And uh, that's, I, I don't talk about it. Well, you broke a rule. No, mm. you haven't met my expectation. And the that's kids respond good. to that positively and the parents respond. So you contact a parent and go, hey, um, Johnny is not meeting my expectations today. He won't stay in his yeah. seat. He won't be quiet. He's talking over me. He's bothering the other kids. Those are all things that are expectations, not rules. And right. the parent is quick to go, oh, no, oh, oh they'll do it tomorrow. Right. They'll, don't worry. Don't, right. Thank you, Mr. Croon, for letting me know. Yeah. And never a, a problem because the parent is on my side. Uh, instead of, no, I wouldn't really say instead of the kid's right. side, but we're all working for him <laughs> together. together. Right. right. Kids, kids mess up and make mistakes or have off days as well as teachers. Absolutely. But to understand the unity of instead of a teacher versus a student or teacher versus a parent right. or family member, it is a unit. And right. so I think that's the important part that you have to actually meet them first. Mm -hmm. Like the initial step of you contacting them, right. you have to meet them because you want to build respect and earn their trust and respect, not Absolutely. demand it not expect it right. and so that also goes two ways with the student and Absolutely. then it's just universal with the communication the trust a lot of it just really links and syncs together um, so let's talk about new teachers or teachers who are introverts because right. I know you're an extrovert getting to know bit. you this year <laughs> you have two extroverts in the room so it's not as hard <laughs> but introverts I can hear them listening to this and thinking Oh my gosh, I do not like to talk. I do not like to have a phone call with anybody. Right. I mostly text. Um, so let's kind of talk about some go-to strategies for them. If I know I don't do well initiating a lot of those things because it's hard for me, mm -hmm. what could you suggest for them? <clears throat> That's the beauty of Google Voice. Um, you don't have to call. It's almost all text. And oh, wow. Yes, and so you can call. Yeah. And oftentimes what I do with the text is if there's an issue, right. I text them first and say, hey, I'm calling for my, uh, my desk phone. Please pick up. And uh, so that gives them a segue. Okay, I need to get ready for this phone call okay, that's good. coming. Like but that. most of the Google Voice, you can text okay. the entire thing. So you just you copy and paste right from a Word document uh, what so you want to say. <laughs> and then you can put it into each one. Gotcha. Now, the problem comes, uh, so a person talked to me about this, was what if all seven period teachers say the same thing? Mm, yeah. And yes, that could be. But you have to tweak it for yourself. You have right. to understand what you're trying to get across to the parent yeah. and then work on yourself. And the, the good part is that if I'm working one through 138. Right. I'm going to be at a different interval than the next door teacher who has that same student in English. Right. And the, the another teacher in math, they're not going to call at the same time. So they're right. not going to get seven phone calls right away that say, hey, I'm your I'm your student's teacher. Yeah. So they can kind of break it up break and it then up. break up the number of times. Mm -hmm. I do a little more contacting um, than I think a lot of teachers might. Right. Um, you could do it once a quarter, uh, once a semester. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend doing it more yeah. um, because <laughs> always you, encourage me right, too. Because <laughs> you, and, and really you'll start getting like towards Christmas or winter break, you start seeing uh, an increase in parent phone calls. Right. Uh, okay. Expectations are, yeah. are, yeah. Don't wait until grades are due. Right. Do not wait until these crucial moments. I think it's so, like we said, it takes time. 
but it's worth it. it and is. so to invest in that and then see that turnaround so much later in the year, you'll be able to recognize why we encourage you to do that. Exactly. Um, I love the initial phone call, but I also love the fact that maybe once a month, if you're shy or introverted, maybe do a phone call like once every other month, but still be consistent with it exactly. and then use text most of the time. Um, I know that some of our elementary school teachers or middle school use uh, Classroom Dojo where there's a lot mm -hmm. of points or text-based system. Remind 101 is a good text-based system. Right. Um, but don't let that be that. Have multiple platforms exactly. of communication. You can do it in both. And then you can. there is an app on your phone, mm -hmm. so you can download okay. it. Call from your phone, and it will use your the number, the Google number. But mask it. But mask it, yeah. so they're not calling your phone. Personal um, phone at 8 right. o'clock a day. <laughs> and then you understand when right. Google calls you, it says, please accept a number from, mm -hmm. and it'll give the name. Gotcha. And you press 1 for good, 2 for no. Press no and wait for the next day. Right. Um, and when you can answer it. So it still allows time. you to keep those boundaries, but it's notifying you. It's when notifying, you're hey, the parent needs. And you can kind of look and say, okay, this is what I'm going to have to deal with in the morning. Yeah. Maybe I need to get there 15, 20 minutes early and right. deal with this parent first thing. Yeah. And if you're not a Google user, I know there's a couple other um, apps and things out there, especially right. when COVID hit. That, I think, really opened the door for several communication platforms. Right. And so that's just one of them. And there's so many out there that you can use. Um, so going on, um, how you've talked about how often you call and kind of giving some of those tips. Have you, over the period of time, found some things that are really most important that are like, th these are my main things that I focus on when I'm making phone calls? Yes. Um, the biggest thing for me is grades. Um, that's uh, the, the parents are like, well, I didn't get that. Yeah. The kid's not going to bring home their interim report. <laughs> You know, and now we have ways yeah. to email. We can text right. it. Um, they, they can pull can, it up on their phone. pull it up on their phone system, and see. But, yeah. but so many parents are like, "Well, I've lost that code, or yeah. I've lost that number, or I'm not on that." So, you know, so I take my list of kids, yeah. and then I pull their grades backwards. So I start with my Fs, right? And I work down the to urgent the to urgent. the not so urgent, right? So I may not have to call my Cs, Bs, and As, right? But my Ds and Fs, I need to I need to send Make home sure. a message saying, "Hey." Your yeah. kid, and they can make up. It's online. It's okay. on Schoology. It's you know. giving them tangible steps and doing it. How far in advance do you normally do that? So it's not three just weeks like, before okay. the nine weeks ends. Gotcha. So that's that's a good amount of time for them to be able to get into gear and kind right. of save their space. And you don't wait to the very grade. last week. And usually yeah. in my class, uh, I don't have that many D's and F's. So yeah. it may only be ten phone calls. Yeah. And usually okay. they come back. And the preface it by, do you have a computer at home? Mm. And they're like, no. Um, then I have to make arrangements to get them out of PE, to get them out of one of their other electives, to come in and make up the work. Which, if you build that trust and relationship, it shows a lot to the student that you're willing to contribute right. what you need and the resources you have to ensure they're meeting that deadline. Right. I love that you're asking and understanding the whole situation, but you can't do that unless you have communication, right. especially with parents about um, you know internet connection or availability, laptop broke, or we right. just have cell phones and whatever that case may be. Right. And so with that, you can say, you can tell the parent, okay, I'll do the work on yeah. my end. If they do have internet, then they can do it at home, and yeah. the parent can watch over them and make sure they turned it in. Right. Um, but if not, then I, I know I need to do some work on my end to pull them from different classes. And then the parent sees, hey, he's invested in my student. He's working yeah. to make my, make my student 
do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And so. Um, how long, I'm always interested about this because I taught for 10 years and I know that I have gone through a lot of learning opportunities and mistakes that I've made. Um, so how long has it taken you really to kind of discover this process that's worked for you? Probably Just about, to reassure some other teachers out there. <laughs> um, probably over about 10 years. Okay. Um, I started as a new teacher. Yeah. Um, I had um, several people tell me, hey, communicate with parents. Um, and it was not, we didn't have the texting the same. Yeah. Uh, we still had a Palm Pilot when I started. So um, do the so math, y'all. Do the math. Um, and as apps have come into play, yeah. there's been more and more and more. Um, I would say over the last five years, especially because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, Google Voice has really um, come a long come way. A long way. Yeah. I would love to get with a, someone and try to change a few things for teachers, yeah. um, be able to import numbers through Excel. Mm-hmm. And then be able to tick off when you call the, <laughs> right, the, so you the keep it track. You can keep track, and yeah. then you know the, the administration likes to see those kinds of things. Okay, you yeah. contacted this kid. So that's funny because I we developed something similar to that. Um, my colleague and myself, we would obviously have a, a sheet of paper we had to turn into administration for copies and legal aspects of things. However, we created our Excel spreadsheet and had the check marks, mm-hmm. and then we were able to as soon as we had a conference with the parent, we were able to pull up the last time we talked about this or that here is some things that we addressed last time and they're improving they're coming a long right. way so it's also a great conversation starter when you keep track of the progress of your students now we know it's not going to happen perfectly but to be able to make that initial step and to keep track and to kind of show that record for you it's a safe place but it also really shows the parents that you care when you pull out a copy you can just kind of focus on their student keep everybody else anonymous right. <laughs> but and show like hey here are the things and I think that speaks volumes to parents or families who are uh, understanding that you're not just the I'm only calling when they've made a bad choice right the good thing another good thing about Google Voice is once you have made that initial contact yeah. and you know that it's a good number you can go and say hey um, Type in Mallory. Yeah. And it will pull up every text oh, that you've so done. Oh, so it's got a record. Got a record. Yeah. As long as you put the name in, in there. there. And save it. Uh, and don't do what I did. And um, <laughs> oh, So I no. have two faiths this year. Okay. And I mistakenly <laughs> put faith and didn't put the last name. Right. And so, I, uh, yeah, it was not good because the parent <laughs> got on to the wrong faith. Right. And then, uh, like an hour <laughs> later, I get You're a phone like, call. I'm so sorry. And they keep blowing my phone up through Google, uh, Google Voice. And I'm like, I better look and see what yeah. I've done. And they're like, are you sure it's my daughter? She claims. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. the wrong faith. So I, I made that big mistake this big year. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but you so just funny. put the number, the name in there and yeah. it will pull up all the text. So it's um, automatically got a record. Just being able to organize it and capture it. Um, right. That could be something that you have to do until right. you find and something. When you're going back through, you can see what you last written and ah, then you can say, like hey, that. this has gotten better, <laughs> but now we need to work on this. Right. Or, right. Having actionable steps or goals based on what it already has recorded for you. Right. I love that. Um, I definitely have had some really great phone calls. I remember one of the phone calls to my parents. I get mocked about this all the time, but it is what it is. We ended up connecting so well that it was like, 
the second week of school and it was a two hour long phone call mm-hmm. just talking and sharing ideas and thoughts and the rest of the year just was amazing with that parent and that right. family and it really sets the tone but we all also know that sometimes the reason why we're hesitant about phone calls or communication because possibly the defensive end right. or trying to better understand that parent maybe has not had a great experience Mm-mm. prior to a couple teachers and so right. they might be a little hurt or burnt on that um, so how do you approach difficult, hard conversations with parents while still maintaining positivity and professionalism? Positivity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, and that's difficult. Yeah. Um, most students, and, and this is my experience, most yeah. students who are having a hard time mm-hmm. more than likely had a parent who had a hard time. Yeah. You can go back and look at so students who have test anxiety often have parents who have test anxiety and they're like and they start doting on their kids well if you do you know you should do good on your test are you sure right. you're ready and, and then so that just feeds into that kid's paranoia <laughs> yeah. that I'm not gonna do well right so um, personal experiences figuring out when you first start talking to parents uh, at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. you kind of see where it's gonna go later on down the road okay. um, and you always know in your first three weeks of who your problem kids are gonna be um, right. all year long um, because of their activities and, and, and right. even though you told them hey I'm calling your parents okay call them right and you're like whoa that wasn't the response I was looking for but <laughs> they're okay. not nervous or right. scared about that so and then you have the parents go well he's yours for eight hours mm-hmm. and you have those parents as well and, yeah. and yes but I need him to not distract all the other yeah. 30 kids in my classroom right now. So can yeah. you help me out? And when you ask for that help, um, when you call, say, hey, um, yeah. Mallory, I need your help with with your student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to do this, or I don't know yeah. how to meet his expectations. What, what can I do for him? Right. And then they'll start talking. Yeah. Um, and I think you just have to kind of get over the hump with yeah. those difficult parents and you do have them yeah. and um, and that's the beauty of going to your other um, teachers in your group and you look and see who's on their you know <laughs> their schedule and go okay so you have this one so let me go talk to them <laughs> and you look and see who your teachers have who have the most experience mm-hmm. so we have mr bowman who's a former teacher of the year and I can go to him and say, okay, what are you doing with this one? Yeah. How can I better? What's working for you? Right. How can I better meet yeah. his needs? And then we'll talk. And so that gives you an opportunity to discuss with other teachers how, yeah. you know, to best suit. Because if you're doing something right and he's doing it in your room, then I need to bring that same right. yeah. behavior into my room yeah. and try and to help the And not necessarily kid. get sucked into the tunnel of, Oh my gosh, you had this kid, I had right. this kid, it didn't work. But I love that you're focusing on what strategy worked for this kid because you've had this student. And I I love some insight of how to communicate with the parents and hone in on that of what's working so I can adapt that. So right. it's a little bit easier for me, but then I'm also developing trust in a safe place for them because it's familiar with them. Right. I love that. Um, especially with the new teachers, look to your veteran teachers. Um, also talk to maybe your deans or right. APs who are, you know, or instructional coaches sometimes, often specials teachers, anybody Absolutely. and everybody to get that advice. Right. Um, and don't necessarily be as hesitant to contact no. them. You want to get over that hump like you were saying, right. shake off those nerves and just take care of it the first couple of weeks. And it's not as hard once the first three texts yeah. have been positive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes because of those three positive texts, you don't have the issues that right. some others have or you're picking on. Well, Mr. Kroon talks to me all the time. Why are you behaving this way in this class? Yeah. I've had that quite a bit with a parent, yeah. and you know they're 
well, I haven't heard from you, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to help you on that one. Yeah. But with with kids, um, and then you have to also watch their behavior. Like yeah. you can tell a decline. Um, so what has happened in the past? This is another good thing to ask mm-hmm. the parent. What has happened in the past three weeks that would have triggered this behavior? That's so Because this is a new behavior from the so student. So good. And you're like, wow. And then they'll go, well, dad left or mm-hmm. mom left or grandfather passed away. And, yeah. and these kids are holding some serious um, oh things gosh, behind yes. the scenes. Yes. Um, and so you don't know. And all of a sudden you'll see, well, this kid just slid off the the, the route that we're taking yeah. and I don't know what I don't know what happened and you yeah. can talk to them after class you can talk to them before class say hey I, I'm trying to help you here yeah and I just noticed this slide a slide in your grades a slide in your behavior um, but you gotta have that communication with the kid um, and I know with a, a podcast that I was listening to having those relationships mm-hmm. with those kids is yeah. just as important as having the relationship with the parent. If I you think don't, they, they go together. They go together. Yeah. So, and, and then you hear, well, Mr. Kroon's my favorite. Why? <laughs> okay. Not just because he lets us do whatever we want. Never. It's because there is like a solid foundation relationship right. that and you've cultivated. They like boundaries. Yes. Students love boundaries. Oh, yes. They say they don't, but they really don't do. Don't let them you. <laughs> uh, they really do like when you can right. place a boundary around them. And it's a it's a protected feeling. It's a, you know, you're protecting them. Safe, yeah. Safe, safe environment. They trust you. They, they're leaning into guide you what your guidance is, whether they get that at home or not or right. outside of the classroom or not. And there is something special about when a student even does make a, a poor choice and usually doesn't, and that reaction or response is because you've been consistent in communication, they're more likely to get back into the swing of things or push through and get the work done or really not necessarily please you because that's not what we're here is mm-hmm. for them to make us happy, right. but they, they honestly want to invest in the relationship and they understand how weighty it is. And so I love that dynamic that you've cultivated with your students. You have a uh, previous, um podcast that with Adam Smith yes and um, he said something Shout in there yes <laughs> he, uh, he said something I really like you have 180 days yeah to restart and you can't let what the kid did yesterday mm-hmm. even though it may have really hurt your feelings or really aggravated you you can't let that bleed into the next day yeah. and you meet him at the door and go okay new day yeah. let's do it can we also add that about family too like yes i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that in there just for this conversation yep. um we're human we're in the business of human beings mm-hmm. and so we know that when students have off days so do parents right Absolutely. things are happening to parents and they have to take that on and you a conference with you or a conversation with you could have been the cherry on top so to speak in a, the wrong sense the right. volcano could have erupted just because you were the last leg drop <laughs> And so we want to have that same mentality with families and parents so that we know that every single day it's a greater opportunity to draw them in and build that relationship. Right. And in a parent conference, it's seven teachers against one parent. Yeah. And so oftentimes they do feel overwhelmed. You're getting seven bad news. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> seven versus one. Seven, like, uh... seven, bu- seven buckets of, of guilt yeah. and, and seven so buckets of, yeah. True. And so they're sitting there and they're going to, you know, oftentimes. Uh, speak out and mm-hmm. say things that you know in anger or hurt because they want to justify they're doing the best they can with right. what they have exactly. and as teachers we're doing the best we can with what we have right. and it's so crucial to connect that bridge the parents are giving you their best yes and so you have to kind of look at that and, and mm-hmm. take it and then not get hurt when they get upset right um in in a meeting right um you know and i've 
when I was a dean at a, one of the other schools, I had the it was not the greatest of schools yeah. in regards to the student population, but I only had three kids cuss me out. Yeah, I was the dean, and two were in handcuffs, and so they all came back to me and said, "Mr. Kern, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't That's have said those things." Yeah. Why? Because you you have those relationships, mm-hmm. and they know they made a mistake. Yeah. And you're like, okay, they well, know those we're, boundaries. we're good. Mm-hmm. Move on. Don't do that again. What did you learn? How, yeah. You know, are you going to make it. that mistake again? I, I feel like I'm repeating from Adam. No. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. Well, and it, it should be repetitive because that's the goal, right? I think that we can share strategies, and a lot of teachers are doing very similar things that you're doing. Right. So if people listening, if you're doing the same stuff, you, you're on the right track. You're doing okay. Right. Um, but it's for the people who are struggling with how to connect. And that connection is so different nowadays than what it was 10 years ago. And right. I can it's weird I can say that because I feel like I'm getting old. Um, but it is different. And so it you is. have... To, you have to be the one to say, I'm going to be flexible and creative with how to connect with families because that's number one in building student relationships. It is. And the good part about text is they can hear it, mm-hmm. sit on it, yeah, let it soak, soak in, it, and then respond. Maybe how they're going to respond. Right. Because, I mean, you make a phone call and you're like, your kid's not meeting my expectations in class. Will and then you talk you're to waiting them? live and you're just like, okay. Right. Um, another piece of advice, if you're calling from your uh, school phone, uh, your desk phone, your yeah. closed, or even your phone with the app, do not place the parent on speaker. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, let's, let's pause and really hone in on this, you guys. Do not put the parent on, on speaker. speaker. Anonymity, like private conversation right. is coveted. It's right. so crucial. I will say there are some outliers where you have to have administration present, right. where those are the weighty calls that your admin, you trust them, do that. But yes, do not have other teachers in the room um, I know that I was a co-fifth grade teacher, so we very clearly stated, is right. it okay if the other teacher is on the call with us so they can also, we can talk about what's happening in both classrooms, right. but you need to initially state that before you put them on a phone call, before anybody else is listening. That is a safety thing, protection for the child, the family, family as yourself. yourself. <laughs> and oftentimes with the text, you can type out what you want to say. Yeah. Pull the kid up into the uh, the computer yeah. and go, is this what you want me to text home? Mm, really? I love the stakeholder. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, uh, <laughs> no, please don't. Please, please don't put no. that. Yeah. And I'm like, I will press send if you don't sit down and, you know, start change, meeting my Show me that you need change. Right. Yeah. And then they'll go sit down. They do what they yeah. do. And then you erase it. And then you can go back and say, hey, today was not the best day for your for but they turn Johnny, but they turn it around <laughs> yeah. and just want to say I appreciate their change yeah. uh, midstream because that's, so uh, that's sometimes hard for them to do. So those yeah. are all benefits that you have from text. Um, and you can also, um, just like an angry email, um, when you text a parent, you're just going through. Rant, rabbit hole. Right. You get that. And you can focus what you, okay, I don't like how that sounds right. and rewrite it and then send it because if you're in the middle of being angry at the, at the student. Never good. Please don't ever no, do that. Phone call, text, email. Right. When you yourself are not in a professional mode. Of, Absolutely. And we I have that. Clearly. We have that, you know, quite a bit. And we're <laughs> Agreed. We got to set ourselves okay, I gotta apart. Wait. Take uh, a break. Take a break. <laughs> I may not want to send that in 10 minutes. So yeah. uh, let's, let's re- fix that. <laughs> right. All right. So on every episode, this is our favorite question to ask. Um, um, if you could pick one area in education to spark change and ignite a shift in behavior and mindsets, what would it be? So I want to ignite dot, dot, dot. Wow. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be related to this. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, let's see, there, there's so many. Um, and I did think about this on the way over and <laughs> now I'm blanking. Uh, so no pressure. No pressure. It's so important. I, I'm going to lead back to this yeah. um, communication. Uh, the, if the entire school did it, if the entire mm, staff yes. was consistent on this, our numbers of referrals, our numbers of mm. bad phone calls are going to go down, and the school is going to go back up. Yeah. Um, and I. I see it so often where the first thing I ask a, a new teacher or even a veteran teacher is like, well, have you called home on this? And they're like, no. Uh, and then I try to help lead them through yeah. the process of let's, let's, let's do this. Yeah. And I help them set up Google Voice or I help them set up Remind and mm-hmm. let's, let's have a little conversation with the parent. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, okay. And I guess that's that getting over the hump mm-hmm. uh, with even the veteran teachers who have just you know, they don't like the bad phone calls either. Right. But unless you put in the good stuff at the beginning and really try to connect with the parent yeah. and the student, it's just not going to work. Yeah. So I think that would be my number one uh, Ignite thing. Ignite communication. Right. Um, Dr. Brene Brown mentions that clear is kind. And so mm-hmm. clear communication is a beautiful thing for everybody. Right. And just simply planning out what you're going to write and having somebody appear, a mentor, experience, check what you're going to say is right. always a good backup plan as well. Absolutely. So, um, I think this is amazing stuff. I love this. So I'm really excited that you were able to join us for tonight, today's episode. Thank it's going to roll out soon. So um, I love that you were a guest and it's good stuff, you guys. You got to share it with everybody you know. <laughs> so thanks for coming. Thank you. Are you fired up? You can continue to fuel the fire by connecting with us here in teacher engagement. Every month we host virtual all teacher seminars and we also have ongoing programs designed to support teachers wherever they're at in their teaching career. Whether you're a new teacher or a teacher leader, there is a way to get plugged in. Follow us on social media at at teachengagepcps to see all that we have going on. Let's keep that spark alive and join forces with others who have chosen to stay ignited. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.